0: Welcome to the Vail Christian Church Podcast. Pastor Ben Pitney has a message titled, About the Future. At Vail Christian Church, we believe in training followers of Christ to worship, gather, give, and serve. i got to tell you, I've had a lot of coffee today. And I, didn't realize, I couldn't hardly sleep last night because I was excited to just communicate with you today and talk with you about a few things. Today's a little bit of, you know, it's a, it's a, a departure from kind of a normal, what I would call a normal Sunday where um, we would crack open God's word in a, in a different way. But I want to remind you of a couple of things. There's a reason why I have spent four Sundays in that story, The Woman at the Well because I wanted to get to this Sunday really bad. This Sunday is about reminding ourselves why we're here, why God established Vail Christian Church in this community that's bursting at the seams. You know, um, that building, uh, or what we are in right now, we're only in 40% of our master plan development. 60% of what is, of, of those buildings aren't even built yet. And quite honestly, I really think it's time to get more aggressive about it. I don't claim to know everything, but I I believe it's time. You know, I met with Bob, he's the chief engineer on the Valencia Road Project, that widening project that's gonna happen. You know, if if you haven't, if you don't know or if you haven't looked online, it's gonna be a six-lane road right in front of us. Six lanes. So we've been negotiating and I'm going to meet with uh, these people again next week. It's just funny how, 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 it's not funny, it's just, it just amazes me how God is sovereign and how the timing of everything just lined up. I didn't plan on talking to him this week, um, but it just emerged. We are still, they're, they're going to, the, the city, we're in negotiations, they're going to take a piece of our frontage and we're negotiating then swapping for a piece of property behind us. I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. I mean, anything could happen. We're talking about the government, <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, and they're going to build six lanes out in front of us, okay? And that's all probably going to emerge right about April. They're going to start tearing things up. I don't know if it'll be right in front of us, but uh, it's likely to happen that's where they start, which is fine with me. And on this side of the road is what they're going to tear up first, our side, which it wouldn't matter, but um, that's where most of the widening's going. So they're going to take a piece of the frontage that we own, which we always kind of knew that was coming, and then there's going to be a bridge over this big wash right here, and they're going to take, they're going to kind of impede that. But we're swapping it out for some land on the side, which is going to really change us, and some of our buildings will be re- redesigned a little bit because of that, which is to our benefit. So... As I'm talking with him, he's telling me all these things about why that road has to be widened. I mean, they're not just widening it because most of the time when a road gets widened, um, it's like way past when it should, right? Just like anything. And this one they planned pretty well for because of all the growth in our area. So we know this. We've known it for a long time. That's why Vail Christian Church was planted 16 years ago right here in this community because this community deserves a church that is healthy and strong, that's going to present the gospel, explain Jesus, right, and see people come to faith in Christ. So we've been in here uh, rolling up our sleeves for a long time. I think we know and we understand the community and it is, it is, I think God has placed us in this position to capture growth. The other thing that um, has struck me this week is as I just kind of look around, I did a little searching, talked to some people. You can find all this information. I don't know if you realize or understand that there are growth areas in Arizona that are escalating. And if you pay attention to where is growth happening in Arizona... There are several places, but it's not in Phoenix area, that metropolitan area, as much as you might think. Actually, Vail is amongst the highest percentages of growth rate in Arizona. Vail and Flagstaff, right? We're at 4.2, something like that, percent growth, which is phenomenal. It's stupefying and And you know because you're you're driving around like I am right, and seeing it like if you get on Valencia any time in the morning to go to work or to take your kids from school it's backed up if you hit it at the wrong time you're you're sitting right here from these apartments, and uh, traffic is clogged up all the way to Cold Road because Between ten and 15,000 people drive down this road to go to work every day, and then they drive back. So if you hit it at the wrong time, you're clogged up all the way from cold road to these apartments as well, just people trying to get home. That's why they're widening it into six lanes. It's stupefying. How are they going to fit six lanes over there? I don't know exactly. It won't be six all the way. You know how they do it. It's going to be crazy. And we're going to get some of that artwork that we love that's all over the place on the side of the road, right? It's going to be on there. I've been online checking that out, right? So when I talk to Bob, our chief engineer, he's such a fun guy, actually. He's really fun. He's going to retire in January. And I'm like, Bob, you're not going to finish the road. He's like, nope. Nope, I got, it. I got other people. Time for me to get out. I'm like, Bob. You know, he's like, I got great people. And he's introduced me to another guy named Ar- Arturo. And I go, so it's going to be you, Arturo? He's like, yeah. because I got to do all the hard part. Listen, you guys, it is here. It's not coming. It's here, right? That's why we need to keep the vision of Vail Christian Church in front of us. And the things that God has asked us, called us to be and do. Uh, I, I want to go back to why would, did I spend four Sundays in the woman at the well? What was that all about? What was that? We went through and found that Jesus presented himself as living water, prophet, Savior, and Messiah, right? Truly, all of these things. And, and this is what I believe. This is what I want to I, I, I tell you. You know, Jesus, he did not really focus on her sin. Her sin was a big deal, but he did not condemn her. He said, look, I came to save you. She was a pretty sinful person. She'd done some pretty amazing, sinful things. Five husbands, and then she's living with her boyfriend, right? At the time, that was like appalling. But Jesus definitely communicated to her that, he didn't want to condemn her. He wanted to save her. He was after, he was sent by God to gather worshipers in spirit and truth, to save people and turn them into worshipers who worship God in spirit and truth. This is what I believe with all my heart that our community, that us, that veil vale is the woman at the well. Jacob's well in that little town right there, Sakar. Jesus went out of his way to be intentional. He was intentional to visit this place because God sent him to gather worshipers. That's what God did. He sent Jesus to save people, to turn them into worshipers in spirit and truth. He didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world. He sent Jesus to save the world and i believe with all my heart that there is a community of people that is bursting at the seams right now that we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and 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 be in relationship with to help them see that without jesus we're lost in our sin and we need a savior you need a savior and that takes relationship in order for that to happen you know This is the mission of Vail Christian Church summed up in just one statement. We say making room in life to connect people to God and others, making room in order to be in relationship with people enough to where they trust you, And you can get personal with them. And you can talk about sin and how it's sin that separates us from God. And that the reason why we need the Savior is because we're sinful. You have to be in relationship. And in order to be in relationship, there has to be space and margin and room in your life to do that. Because that's time intensive. And you can hope and pray. But those days are gone when Pastor Ben can just give an invitation and people walk down the aisle and give their life to Jesus. Those days are gone. I'm not saying that you can't do that and there's not times when it's appropriate to do that. But I'm telling you, our culture has changed and people need relationship and they need to trust you. And they need encounters with the living Christ in your life and my life in order to know and understand that it is our sin that separates us from God. And sin can't be in his presence. And the only solution to that is Jesus, the perfect sacrificial lamb. That's what people need. And there are people moving into our community. There are people that have been living here a long time that need that message, that need. Jesus explained, you know, by the time Jesus was done with this encounter with this woman, she said, you know, I know the Messiah is coming. I know he's coming. And when he gets here, he's going to explain everything. And Jesus says, that's me. That's me. Let me explain it all to you. And so If you are a follower of Jesus, you've been transformed from the inside out. The Holy Spirit of God has regenerated you. And this is where Jesus lives now. This is where God's Holy Spirit lives. You've been transformed and changed into a spiritual creature who is living now and worshiping in spirit. You've been changed and set free by the truth, Jesus. And now that is your job as well. And my job to communicate to the world and explain to the world who Jesus is. It is our job to gather up worshipers who will worship God, the sovereign God of the universe, in spirit and truth. Because that's what he sent Jesus to do. So that's you and I. But it cannot be done without margin. It cannot be done without space in your life, right? I mean, just look around it. How busy are you? It's It's tough. There's a lot going on. So it will require sacrifice in order to love people. You know, love does not happen without sacrifice. And when you truly sacrifice, something has to die. Something has to die. That's what it takes to make room in your life. But people are not going to come to Jesus just, you know, I will do my best. I promise you, I am as committed as it gets Sunday after Sunday to preach the truth, to draw the truth out of the text and and make sure that I say... What does this have to do with you and I so that we can grapple with the truth because it's the truth that sets us free? I promise you, I will kill myself in order to do that each and every week. But it will not happen just because I'm passionate, just because I'm honing my skills as a communicator, just because I'm gonna stand up here and be demonstrative and cast vision. It's not gonna happen because of that. It's gonna happen because Christ followers link arms together in unity and say, I am in, I'm gonna make room in my life and I'm gonna get everybody I can in my sphere of influence, I'm going to gather people into my life and I'm going to present Jesus. I'm going to explain who he is. I'm going to tell people about Jesus and how, uh, how he saved me and how he transformed me and he changed my life. I'm going to do it. I'm in. That's what it's going to take. Do you know who we are as a church? Let me remind you, let me explain to you who we've said. In the end, this is who we want to be. This is who we are. This is what we do. I'm just going to put it up here really quickly. This is who we are. We're free in Christ. When you receive Jesus, you are set free from your sin, the bondage of sin. He's transformed you and changed you into a worshiper who's worshiping in spirit and truth. And so you believe deeply that simplicity frees us to live focused and authentic lives. And that's what people want, authenticity, because they're tired of all the garbage that's out there. They're tired of the lying. They're tired of being made to feel like you're some sort of fool in this this world. The world's upside down. People want authenticity, and they want something that's real. That's our role. People want to believe, believe, but you've got to have room in your lives to connect to God and others. That's who we are as a church. We're going to make room. We're people who have margin. We gotta be people who have margin in our resources so that we can use them for God's glory. Because if you think that the building that's out there, the 60% that's left, that we need to build, because we need to turn this over to teenagers, this needs to be teenager world on Sunday morning and throughout the week. We need to depart from this and get into a different space. If you think that it's just gonna happen because somebody's gonna die and give us like three or four million dollars, you're crazy. I I mean I would be happy if that happened. I know what I'm saying too. I know. I told you something has to die. Sometime. That's actually a real sacrifice. <laughs> I'm being funny because. It's not really going to go like that, is it? It's going to be people digging deep in their resources and, and giving extravagantly because they know and they believe and they understand. It's all God's. It's not mine. It belongs to him. It's not mine. I'm just a steward and this is what he's called us to do and be. We are partners in the gospel. and I won't spend a lot of time here, but the gospel is explaining Jesus. And helping people understand, we're sinful and we need a savior. And th- But there's a solution and God has it. And by the way, Jesus loved the woman at the well so much. I mean, he worked through her sin with her. He didn't let that get away. He, 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 he faced it head on, but he didn't say, that's it, you're just damaged goods, you're ridiculous, I don't want. No, he still knew everything. She called him a prophet, really. I see that you're a prophet, she said, because he knew everything about her and he still wanted relationship with her. You see, that's who we've got to be in the world that we live in, right? Right? We are partners in the gospel. We are an evangelistic community, a household of faith intentionally reaching out to those far from God without compromising our essential beliefs. But we want to use events. You know, Elizabeth Sachs is our children's uh, director, and she's really great. She puts on, we've been doing this event for a long time. Let me tell you what it's time to do. It's an event called Kids Night Out. And, you know, the school district, I don't know how long they're going to let us do this, but they let us send information home with children about this event. (laughs) They don't just let... I mean, you just try to do that in almost any other school district on the planet and they're going to go, what? No, you're the church, get away. And when we send take-home papers to children and say, tell your parents to come to this event. We're going to rent a school. It's going to be awesome. We call it Kids Night Out. And you know, hundreds of children show up at that event because mom and dad go, here. Take them for five hours, Right? It's an amazing event where we try to be like Jesus to the children, but here's, the, here's really the goal of that event. We want to earn your trust so that then you, you can be invited back to Vail Christian Church and actually really hear the gospel and see the depth and the expression of who Jesus really is. That's what that event is all about. So here's what's got to change. You know, for a long time, we were, we were saying, yeah, go take advantage of this. You know, go out on a date and that kind of stuff. We need you to serve at it. We, need, we use the heck out of teenagers to serve at this event. But here's what really needs to happen. I think everybody needs to go to this event. And, yeah, drop your kids off and, and, and make sure your teenagers are serving. That's for sure. But I think everybody needs to be on a double date with somebody who needs to know who Jesus is. And they need some of you. They need you to make room in your life. And you buy them dinner at P.F. Chang's. Or buy them dinner at the. Me- I don't know. I was trying to come up with a Mexican food restaurant. I can't think of it. Rancho Rustico, Or take them to go see Thor Love and Thunder. Maybe not. I don't know. It was an okay movie. It was still a fun movie. I don't know. Or just barbecue in your backyard or just get together and go for coffee and just spend some time together. Right? You need to go on a double date and earn the right to, for them to trust you and love you and then bring them into um, your community group. Bring them onto your service team. Bring them into Vale Christian Church so that they can understand and know the gospel because it's explained in your life. And then when Pastor Ben kind of gets on it, they go, oh, you know what? I think that's what I need. We need that event to turn into an event where people go, I want what you have, and I can't quite put it all together, but I want it. And I love what you did for my children. That's what that event needs to be, right? Because we are partners in the gospel. We're under the authority of the scripture. That's who we are. The Bible is God's direct revelation to humanity. And all matters of life are to be settled by the scripture. And the good news is is you have a pastor who is unafraid to teach the truth, to draw the truth out of the text. And I'm not going to avoid the hard parts, okay? I may not do it all correctly. I mean, you know, you you get what you get a little bit. But I am, I'm not going to apologize for teaching the truth. I'm never going to do that. And we're going to be a truth. Or we're going to be a church that honors God's word. We're, we will always be a church governed by sound biblical doctrine. Teaching in every area of ministry is irrevocably, can I say it, grounded in scripture and centered on the person of Jesus. We're never going to depart from that. I promise you, we will not. I will not. I will not give in because we are under the authority of the scriptures. That's who we are. We're a household of faith. We're a family of family who builds a heritage of faith into each other and into the future generations. That's why we need to get out of this. We really need to get out of this and get into a different place so that I can turn this over and turn this into a teenager world. Because I'm telling you, it is hard to be a teenager in our world right now. It's difficult. They're wrestling with a lot. And Noah, our youth pastor, is killing it. He is. I mean, listen. Of course. Of course. And and he has a whole group, all these leaders that some of you need to link arms with Noah and get after it. And you're goofing around. I don't know what you're doing but. Uh, We need more and more people to do that, but it takes it on all fronts, on all fronts. This building was designed for teenagers, not for this. It was supposed to be temporary, and if I have anything to do it, if it's the last thing I do on earth, that's where we're we're headed. We have to. We must. We have a mission, and we have a mandate, and we need to depart from this to make room for teenagers they're not just the church of the future. They are definitely the church of the now. I'm going to prove it to you more and more. We believe that, it, that, that intentionally, by the way, and creatively reaching men is where it's at. Because here's the thing. If you can reach a man, it, the statistics do not lie. You have such a better chance at reaching his whole family if you can reach a man. I want to continue to unleash the masculine spirit. Ladies, I love you. I do. But it's not going to be, if, if we just focus on reaching women, it's not going to be nearly as effective. I've never met a woman who's like, man, my husband loves this place. It, that stinks. <laughs> I haven't. And, and you know, if you, if you focus on the, the ladies a little bit too much, you know, they're dragging their husband to church. And that's just not the way it should be. We want to go after what is it that... That needs to take place in order to reach men, and it's not an easy thing. Men aren't dumb. Men aren't stupid. But men are not exactly appreciated a whole lot in our culture right now. And I'm telling you, it is the masculine spirit that needs to be unleashed at Vail Christian Church because we want to reach the entire household, and that's the way you do it. I'm not wrong about it. What do we do? We worship, gather, give, serve. That's why it's up there. Those are our mantras. We worship. We showcase God's worth and value in all uh, aspects of our lives. We remain connected to the heart of God through prayer. We obey God's commands. We are worshipers in spirit and truth. That's who we are. We are set free. We gather. We connect with other Christ followers. We purposely engage in life with others and lead them towards faith in Jesus. That's it. We reproduce ourselves on all levels, establishing Christ followers, duplicating healthy marriages, building faith into the next generation, creating dynamic leaders, and we give. We give because we know that it all belongs to him. None of it is ours. None of it. Don't ever call it my money. It's not yours. Your children aren't yours. This church is the bride of Christ. This isn't yours. This isn't a place you just go to. This is the bride of Christ. This is where we connect and we give. We radically give to the local church financially. We have to, we must. You can give to lots of stuff, but it's the church that is designed by God to be the hope of the world. And we serve, we invest time, talent, and treasures willingly to support the function of the body of Christ. We, we engage with our community, our city, our nation, and our world. We, we care for um, both inside and outside the church, we communicate the gospel message, increasing the fame of Jesus. That's who we are and that's what we do. I think uh, I, got, I got really aggressive over this last year. I've been planning this for a long time, but I felt like it's time. I kind of reorganized our staff a little bit. Definitely, it's, it's all gonna emerge. You're gonna get to see it Between now and October, it's all changing. I took one of the most talented people on our staff who is uh, Sunny Buchanan. She's my admin. She's been my admin for quite a while. And I said to Sunny, I said, you know what? I think I am squandering your potential. I think you have so much more to give to Vail Christian Church. And I think it's wasted on me. And I have a lot of things that I gotta do, but I think that there's more that you can offer us as a church I said, what do you think if I just created this part-time role for you? That's so much more responsibility and authority. Um, What do you think? She said, okay. So I need to hire somebody else. I went and found a really young kid, and I said, I don't know if you can be my admin, but I'm going to show you how to do it. So I hired a different admin. I put Sunny Buchanan into a role, and she's going to help us. Amongst other things, she's going to help us because we need this piece of technology to, um, really bad as a church. We need it. I hate to say it. Technology isn't everything, but we need a church app. I think it will change our life. And in, uh, in October, you're going to get to see that. It's going to be presented to you. And we're going to have a church app. And Sonny's is really the champion of that because um, the world revolves around apps. And we need one. It's time. It just takes a lot of effort and energy. And there's so many things that have to happen in order to have a church app. And you're gonna get to it and Sunday's gonna be the champion of that along with communication and different things. But we spent a lot of time saying, you know what, it is, it's about our teenagers, it's about children, it's about families. And what we really need is a family pastor. We need more. We need a family pastor. And there's a lot of ways to go about that. We, we decided we have a really, really talented a worship leader who's ready to move to that place. So Kevin and I set out to hire a worship pastor. Oh my gosh, that is not an easy thing. And whether you like or think it or not, Tucson's a kind of a hard sell sometimes to get somebody to move here who is basically the Rubicon Jeep. Do you know what the Rubicon Jeep represents? Do you know that Jeep has been selling Jeeps for a long time called the Jeep Wrangler? And they're awesome. And you know what Jeep finally figured out a number of years ago? People were buying these Wranglers, and then they're like putting lift kits on them, big fat tires, and then they're putting these lockers and all beefing it all up with all this four by four stuff because they wanted to use it off-road. Lift kits and just all these shock absorb, you know, just crazy stuff. And and Jeep said, finally they woke up and they said, you know what? Everybody is just all these accessories and parts, and we're not really. Why don't we just make one that when you open up the box, it's just ready to go like that? And they, say, and they created this Jeep called the Rubicon, and it is ready to go. I mean, you don't got to do anything to it. It is aggressively off-road. Everybody went, uh. And it's the flagship of Jeep, right? That's the Rubicon. And we said, well, we need to hire a Rubicon Jeep to be our worship pastor. <laughs> well, that's a pipe dream. There's only one Kevin. He's the Rubicon Jeep. And once you got one, you like try to go get another one. You just try. It's not easy. And I think God just shut it down after a while. So this is what Kevin and I said. I mean, literally, I said, you know what? I think we're just going to have to build our own. And I found him. I found him. And we hired him. And he's part-time and he's going to school and we're gonna create our own Rubicon Jeep because we need to be aggressive with children and families and teenagers. And um, I think it's a long way, but I think it's, I think it is, I, I just believe God is in the middle of it. We've been baptizing people like crazy because Pastor Matt, is discipling people and working things through with them, and their stories are magnificent. I'm going to bring my staff up here. I want you to see just how amazing our staff is. You know, all the technology back there, after a while, it will wear you out. The software, the technology, the sound, all that stuff, because it is good, because it's getting excellent, because it's awesome. After a while, somebody who serves back there from week to week, man, it's just so we decided, you know what, let, we need to hire somebody to just watch over it and shepherd it. And so we hired somebody just to be full-time, take, or not full-time, but part-time, just all they're supposed to do is take care of our sons. So we hired Michael Hardy to do that, right? And, and but, yeah. <laughs> you got one fan. She's, she is super excited, right? And I got to tell you, Kevin and I are super excited because you're just going to worry over it every week. And basically, you're not getting rich. You can probably just take some nice vacations from what you're getting paid. But I think it's going I th- I to alleviate tons of stress off of us. Do you know that Victoria works back there in our live stream and like 150 people, something in that neighborhood every week, tune in online. I mean, they're right now going, what, this guy's crazy. And, and, and. Victoria makes all of that happen, right? She's our yeah. She's our weekend producer. Here's our little pistol right here who does amazing things with our children. Yeah. I mean, yes, Elizabeth. Here's Sunny. She's she's the one that I was wasting all of her potential. And now we're not doing all of that. Mark alleviates the most stress off of me and, and Veil Christian Church because he shepherds uh, the financial, uh, uh, the money. I mean, Mark is amazing. He's gone through some really uh, tough things, and, and Mark is doing so many things. I spend probably more time with Mark than any, anybody, and I just said, Mark, you know what? I just got to give more and more of this away. You got it. You have this. We know that Noah's killing it, and he has all kinds of stuff going on right here. He, here's my new admin, Josh. I, he's, he, I, I think he signed up for something crazy, right? And then you guys come up here. Come up here. Listen, let me get this out of the way. Because, come on up, you guys, put your arms down. Come on, put your arm around this right here. This is the face of the franchise right here. This is it. This is the face of the franchise. Now listen. He's still a Jeep Wrangler, okay? But Kevin is going to turn him into the Rubicon Jeep. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, the the Wrangler is pretty stinking good. It's all ready to go. He just needs a little bit of time. He needs to keep learning. He's going to school. But we said, what if we paid you guys so that you could live and not starve to death and go to school? She might have to get a job, but okay. (laughs) Would you be willing to let Kevin invest in you and see if we can turn you into the Rubicon Jeep? Whether you're ours or not, we're not going to determine that right this minute, but I'm kind of hoping because I think Nick is very, very talented and has lots of potential. And he's, he is a lot smarter than you might think because look, <laughs> look, look at what he locked down right here. <laughs> They've been married, what, two weeks? Has it been two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks. Almost, almost three. Almost three. Almost three. Yeah. Well, trust me. He's got a long ways to go, Nick. Uh, uh, Okay. And and he's going to learn how to be married and learn how to be a worship pastor. And I'm telling you, what I am asking you to do is join all of our amazing elders, right? And our staff and our deacons. I'm asking you to link arms with us because we... Uh, The the future isn't out there. It's here. It's here, you guys. What does this have to do with me? Can I just summarize it really fast? God has intentionally placed us here to communicate the gospel message and increase the fame of Jesus, turning people into worshipers in spirit and truth, and that's now. I'm telling you. The time is here. And the window is wide open to capture the growth and energy of our communica- uh, community, so we cannot let up. Which, this isn't time to just sit back and rest in the comfy chairs. It is not the time. I'm telling you, it's not. I'm not wrong about that. Would you join our team? Would you link arms in unity to aggressively unleash the potential of the Ve- Veiled Christian Church and the mission God has given us? Jesus is the living water prophet savior and God sent him uh, sent him into the world to gather worshipers and to turn them into worshipers who worship God in spirit and truth and that is now your and my mission we got one more staff member yeah No, She's trying to answer. Well, put the picture up. Oh, there she is over there next to Michael in the middle. Oh, look it. There she is. Yeah. Well, um, uh, in her full screen. I don't know if it's going to do it, but um, so anyway, here she is right there. Can, can you hear her? Talk up. Speak up. Hi. <laughs> this is our graphic designer. She's redesigning our website and our, our new app and all those things, and she's the mother of my grandson. Where is that? Is he around there? No, I'm leading, I'm leading the kids' church right now. The- oh. She's serving in Sunday school right now. What, what are the kids doing? Okay, I'm just going to put you right here. Sonny's going to hold on to you. Can, you. can you hang on? Yeah, just for a minute. Just for a minute? Okay. See, we, I, I, You need to see them all. I wish I could make it full screen, but I can't do it. Would you stand with me and pray for our team? Would you stand with me and link arms with our team? We do that. We're going to go right after this. Uh, we're going to sing a song. I'm gonna pray real quick. We're gonna sing a song. We're gonna go out here. And I don't walk. Go get your kids, hurry up and hustle out because there's gonna be an amazing story at the baptistry pool. It's gonna be amazing. Would you pray with me? Pray with us. Father in heaven, would you watch over our team as they work so hard, Lord? Uh, they're they're so talented, they're so committed. They're so all about you, God. Would you watch over our team as we roll up our sleeves and really give it everything that we have? And and would you challenge us, Lord God, as a church, to continue to make room in our lives, to explain who your son Jesus is to the world? Help us to present the gospel. Help us to be faithful to who you've called us to be and what you've asked us to do. Lord, there's so much in front of us and so much work to be done. Help us to dig deep and sacrifice, to give radically, graciously, extravagantly, so we can build some more buildings. Help us to reach out to our friends and our neighbors and our coworkers and our family and invite them into our lives so that we can explain who Jesus is. He's prophet, living water, Savior, Messiah. Help us to do that, Lord. This is who you've called us to be. I'm asking you, God. We don't want to just plan everything and then say, bless it, Lord. That's not what we want to do. Lord, would you be in the midst of all of our strategy and plans and hard work? Would you would you guide us? Would you steer us in the right direction? Would you make it well, well known to us when we're headed in the right direction? Would you help us to take risks? Would you encourage us, Lord God, to dig? De- deep we pray this in the matchless name of Jesus and everybody in the room would you say amen Amen. now I want you to sing not just sing I want you to sing pull your hands out of your pockets come on you might have to put them together I know we got a lot of Raytheon engineers in the group alright you're going to just have to buckle up. Come on, I know. Kevin's going to lead us. Can you do it? Come on, you can I do can. it. Open up go. your hands. Here we go. One, two, three. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. So we won't be quiet. We shout out of your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. we won't be quiet. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house. Thank you for listening to the Vale Christian Church podcast. If you have any questions, would like more information about our church, or would like to see the video cast of this message, please visit our website at www.valechristian.com.